You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Tina, I ask you. Nowhere. That's the correct answer. She had to think about it. I know. Yeah. Well, last time you asked me that, I said a totally different answer. Yes, you did. And I told you that's not the correct answer. <laughs> the correct a- Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? The correct answer is nowhere. Nowhere. Who's got a better job than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Who's better at their jobs than we are? Everybody. Everybody. That's the right attitude. We head into the cocktail hour. It is Monday, February 20th, President's Day. Funny, we got to work today. I was wondering about that, man. I really had to check the schedule. I was like, I hope we don't have to work today. I thought and you said I- you want to work every day. I didn't want to. I do. I mean, I do want to work every day, but I was like, you know. No, I don't know. Why don't you explain? I, I had other jobs I could be doing today. That's the UFC's king of all media, Dean Thomas. She is S2T2, spicy, sassy, tequila, Tina, and I am merely brother love as we head into hour two. Remember, this show is available a couple hours after we're done, wherever you get your podcasts. It is free as a podcast, broken up into hours one and two, commercial breaks cut out. Subscribe. And it'll automatically be delivered. As I said, it it goes up on Tina time. It mm-hmm. goes up on TT. When I feel like it. When she feels like it is when it does. We'll get with the uh, six promises Stone Labanowitz swore would happen this weekend in sports in just a moment. Uh, first, though, what did Frank Sinatra say about the cocktail hour? It's the cocktail hour. And why does Tina sound like Tara Reid on Girls Gone Wild? It wasn't Girls Gone Wild. Oh, it's it's the cocktail wild, wild on? <laughs> cocktail hour is being presented by... Tell them, Tina. Tell them who. Brightline. That's right. Brightline. Best way to come up from Boca, Fort Lauderdale, Miami to the Honda Classic. Best way to do it. Best way to go to heat games. Three buzzer beater trains. Getting there to the heat arena within 30 minutes of tip. Allows you to stay to the very end. Never deal with traffic. Never deal with parking. Instead, train gate. Cocktails and snacks. Upgrade to premium. Those cocktails and snacks are complimentary. Brightline is like traveling first class, but with economy pricing to get West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, with a new station stop in Boca, and in Aventura. So whether you're coming up here for Honda Classic, or whether you're going down there for heat games and everything else happening, GoBrightLine.com. GoBrightLine.com. Download, excuse me, download (laughs) the free Brightline app and punch in my promo code Josh C, the number 10, to save on all your trips. When you start to buy your ticket, the very beginning, when you search, that's when you punch in promo code Josh C and the number 10. Save on all of your trips. All right. Uh, Stone LeBanon, what's standing by? Yes, he is. All right, let's get at it. It is time now to grade the final installment of the season of the segment that cost home team fans thousands and thousands of dollars in losses. The sixth thing Stone LeBanowitz promised would happen this weekend in sports. How did he do in his season finale? From Ken Levick Alive, weekdays noon to two, it's the star of the show, Stone LeBanowitz. How are you, Stan? <laughs> I am doing great. Just happy to be here, a part of the family, of course. Um, we didn't agree to that. No. We never said that. We never said that. We never said you were part of the family. I mean, that's too bad. I'm here. I'm glad... I'm uh, I'm actually pretty hurt. This is my last session, but like I said, nonetheless, super super glad to be a part of the family. You're still not a part of the family. You know why I keep <laughs> imagining this? It's, it's just not. It's just delusional. All right, let's check how you did this past weekend. Let's begin with a replay of number six. 
I'm taking John Rom to win the Genesis, actually. It's currently tied for fourth. Yeah, he's three off the lead right now, but I have full faith. He's He loves this course. He typically does. And I think when Tiger's there, the best in the world want to show out. And I think John Rom does that, wins this Genesis Invitational at plus 250. All right. He's got John Rom to win the Genesis Invitational. Dean, any idea how John Rom did this past week? I have no idea. Tina, any idea where John Rom finished? No, but I know. I, well, I, I actually texted Stone on Saturday night because I saw he was in third. He was tied. He was and tied he, for third. He was, and Stone said he was leading, but I feel like he but, did not win. But Stone promised that he would win and told that's people a, to bet that's him. A tough, that's a tough promise. I know where he. I know where he finished. He where finished at number one. He won. The <gasps> he, tournament. Won? he won the Stone tournament. won. <laughs> John Rom gets it done at seventeen under. Cash that plus 250, folks. When you think that's risky, double it. John Rahm has won five of his last nine, three of his last Boring. five. Boring. in the world. <laughs> Boring. Uh, let's listen to number five and see uh, how you did with your number five play of the promises for the weekend that was. All right. Looking for 3-0 in the IV League. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> go ahead, Yale. Might minus well. three. Yale minus three. Yale minus three. That's a quick, it's a quick sound bite. All right, Stone. Um, how did Yale fare on Friday night? <sighs> they didn't fare too well, Josh. Yale took a loss in the Palestra, the place that you said was oh so hostile. They could not get it done for me. I never said it was hostile. I said it was like a cathedral. It's a the greatest... Palestra is a hostile. We're, we're not there? at all. No, University <laughs> of Penn. Oh. He's making up nonsense oh. in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's the most beautiful cathedral for college basketball. It's the it's the best place for college basketball anywhere in the nation. I never said hostile. So uh, that is a big fat loss for you, correct? Correct. One and one. One and one. One and one. Let's take a listen to your number four, number four promise of the weekend for what you promised would happen in sports. All right, this one hits pretty close to home here. Big tennis guy. Tonight, you're going to get a chance to see tennis player, Take the hard court, but a different type of hard court. I'm taking Team Dwayne Wade in the Celebrity All-Star Game tonight. Why? But for why? <laughs> but for why? <laughs> Porque. Porque. Um, how did Team Dwayne Wade do in the Celebrity All-Star Game Friday night? Stone. Team Dwayne Wade got it done. 82-79. to 79. Francis Tiafo with four points. Team Who? Dwayne Wade with <laughs> four. Four. Who, points. Who had four points? Francis Tiafo. The tennis player. Oh. The kid that looks like LeBron, but he plays tennis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you are now at two and one, Stone. Okay, Stone, I see you. All right, all right, but pulling ahead of 500. Okay. Uh, let's go to, that's uh, three, Tina. So let's go to number three. Okay. Look how proud I she is. so hot in the cage. I don't think I've lost a UFC bet in God knows how long. It was last week. Every I time. think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, you yeah. lost both the ones you Not picked. true. Not true. Not true. Every time, every Fake time news. Thomas picks against me, I just seem to hit him. So hopefully he's not on Jessica Andrade at minus 135. My favorite play this weekend in the cage. <laughs> Looking to stay hot. <laughs> My favorite well. play this weekend. Uh, Stone, last we saw, she was getting choked to sleep and she uh, quit. She tapped out. It was the most pathetic fight I've ever seen in my life. And uh, somebody break my leg if I bet on another women's UFC fight. Why? Why? Why, why is it going to be a woman's fight? What, what make, difference does that make? It doesn't make any difference. I just, the competitive level was not there. My girl got choked out like they were in a bar fight. Hey, Stone, if it makes you feel any better, I went 0 for 5 at, uh, on that main card. Did you feel like Stone? <laughs> I felt 
like you, man. I was like, oh my God. So this is what Stone feels like. <laughs> All right. So, so Dean, based on what you saw, he says not competitive. You know, we had a weird fight between Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunez in December of 2021 when Amanda lost one of her two belts and she tapped before the choke was even in. Right. You said she didn't look like she wanted to be there, didn't look interested in actually fighting. Jessica Andrade is a killer. She's a former champion. Right. Uh, Aaron Blankenfield is on the way up, and she's legit. She's proven as such. Did anything seem strange to you like Stone speaks of? Kind of. She didn't. She It wasn't that I think. She didn't look like she wanted to win. She looked like she didn't have nothing to gain by beating Aaron Blanchfield. Right. So she fought that way. So she didn't, She's fighting for a paycheck? Yeah, she, I think she was kind of, because she had just fought last week and beat, and beat somebody up mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago. So now she's fighting again. On short notice, I think just for the paycheck. Did you notice anything on her walkout or during introductions? No, she looked good during all that, but I didn't. But to me, like I said, she just didn't. She, and she talked about like fighting at 115. This fight was done at 125. She talked about fighting Whaley John at 115. Right. So I think she was more interested in going back down to 115 as opposed to staying up. All right. Um, she tried to win this fight. She tried. But when it got tough, she's she, like, ah, you know what? I'm going to fight at 115 anyway. Wow. All right. Um, I did notice that uh, Joe Martinez, who was the ring announcer, did not talk about the prime hydration corner station, whatever. Oh, I know. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't mention it. He did. He didn't say blue and red. He just didn't do any of it. Right. Because he might have a deal with another drink, or he may be like, "Look, if I'm doing all this, y'all got to pay me for that." Hmm. Either way, he didn't say it. Hmm. And, and Buffer does. He does. Buffer does. Remember, they renamed the corners. Yeah. All right. the prime hydration zone. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Station. I think I made that up. Oh. <laughs> I think I, yeah, when I did the buffer impression. I kind of like that. The prime hydration station. The Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, Stone, you are now at two and two. You're back to 500. So uh, let's listen to your number two promise. Delray Beach Open. I've gone every night. I've gone as soon as I get off of work. Taylor Fritz is going to win this darn thing. The number one seeded American. Taylor Fritz is going to win the Delray Open. How many players are left now? Eight? Yeah, we are at the quarterfinal stage at this point tonight. And Quick what week. the matches are be yeah, yellowtennisball.com. Sure. Yellowtennisball.com. Go check it out. Taylor Fritz is at plus two hundred. So <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> at this point you had to win what? Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday? That is correct. So you had to win three matches. Uh Dean, how did Taylor Fritz do? Man, I never even heard of Taylor Swift. No, not Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Fritz. Taylor Swift is a singer. Oh. You've heard of Taylor Swift. I don't know. Tina. He won. He won. He won. He won. He won it. So you got your big John Rom prediction for the tournament, and you got your big. What's amazing is that he's getting the prediction. John Rom, and there's still 128 guys in that field. Right. How did he, he get that? Right. Then he's got one of eight dudes here. But when it comes down to the blue team or the red team, <laughs> he, gets, he, he gets it wrong. When it's a 50 50 chance, he gets it wrong. Correct. But when it's one out of eight or one out of 128, he nails it. <laughs> he gets it right. What a moron. Weird. <laughs> Three and two. This is your final pick. Of the six things you promised would happen this weekend in sports, and it is your final pick for the season finale. And remember, it doesn't matter how you did. It really matters if you got number one correct. Let's take a listen. I'm making a promise on Michael Jordan's birthday that Team LeBron wins the NBA All-Star no! game. Again, <laughs> everything LeBron, everything's been showing up LeBron on the table, on the court, whatever it is. It's his season. It's his season. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Stone. <laughs> Just to rub it in, huh? <laughs> Stone. This, this this one was not fun, guys. 
having to watch Team LeBron go down my number one promise right down the toilet. I I called Stone last night. He didn't know I was recording the conversation. But I called Stone, and I asked him, uh, what happened? You told me about Team LeBron. What what happened with your Team LeBron? Here's the actual recording from last night. That you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Okay. <laughs> Stone. <laughs> Stone. Uh, well, um, yeah, yeah, um, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you went three and three. So, so you're at 500 again, which is for you. That's yeah, great. That's great for Stone. For Stone, that's great. Um, and, and you got, but you got number one wrong. So that means mm. obviously that's the most important thing. Um, we'll figure out when this segment can and if return to the show. But uh, we thank you for um, bringing it to life for the football season that was 2022 through the uh, postseason. The sixth thing Stone Lebanowitz promised would happen that weekend in sports. Um, also, we wanted to offer you an invitation to join the family. <gasps> I, was ta- I was talking to Dean. <laughs> talking to Dean. My family's getting wow. together. My yeah. family's getting together down here in a week or two. Yeah, and they're big fans. Of I'd me. be, I'd be honored to show up. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Stone, wow. Stone, thank you very much for the effort. Remember, you know, you tried. You tried your best, and that's what matters most. That is what matters most. I'm just glad that I could be a part of it, guys, and I'll forever be a part of the family, and for that, I cannot thank you enough. He's not part of the family. <laughs> You're not part of the family. I told you that a million times. Keep claiming it, though. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, as I've mentioned before, Dean was live on television Saturday night. I watched him from the comfort of my couch on ESPN+. And Dean said, what about balls? He said this on the air on ESPN+, and it caused the host, Karen Bryant, who's got a 40-year career in broadcast. I know. She was on MTV in the 90s. I know. Maybe the 80s. No, the 90s. 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 She was an MTV VJ in the 90s. Uh, so she's got she's got experience. But she was taken aback by Dean and what came out of his mouth when he mentioned something about balls. What did you say? So, yeah, they were, we were talking about the Jordan Wright-Zach Paunga fight. Mm-hmm. Who Zach Pongo used to be a, a, a fullback for the uh, Texans. Right. So that's how He's I mean. He yeah, he was a beast. And I, we're talking about Jordan Wright. And I said, you know, Jordan Wright, you know, he's a guy who comes out really fast. He comes out balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. It just came out again. Yeah, it came out. And then, like, next thing I know. Karen Bryant's eyes got big. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> no, her, her eyes got He goes, he's going to come out here like balls to the wall. And her eyes got big. And she's like, ah. Oh. She made an audible, yeah, yeah. she had a visceral response. She said, oh, first of all, you're on ESPN+. Plus. Second of all, Tina, do you know the origin of the phrase balls to the wall? No. Somebody coming out balls to the wall? People confuse this for being crude. It's not in any way crude whatsoever. If you think that, you are crude. If you're assuming that right, balls yeah. to the wall is in some way a crude or obscene uh, reference, you might want to reexamine where your head is at. You know right. what I'm saying? Balls to the wall, Tina, is an aviation term. Because in the aircraft, the throttle was, you know, a, a gear that pushed forward, forward for give it juice and pull it back for take some off. And on both sides was a metal metallic ball rounded on the ends. So when the, the term is used pushing it balls to the wall, it means I'm giving it full throttle. I'm taking the throttle and I'm pushing it all the way forward because, man, we're, that plane's going to fly as hard as it can. It's going to go as hard as it can. That's what pushing the balls to the wall mean. It's got nothing to do with anything that's crude. 
I thought it was maybe something dodgeball related. Like, I don't know. What? Like that, like that, where it comes from kind of sounds like lame. Like, I don't I know. Well, the good news is I didn't know that either. I just said it. You know? <laughs> right. He just said it. He didn't know the, people say things all the time. They right. Don't know and the they don't or, know where it's come from. They don't know the origin of the term. So my question is, is the term even worth it anymore? If people are going to jump to get like, oh, oh, wait, you can't say that. Like, is it even worth using anymore? Not really. It's, it's almost no like it's almost like being on Twitter. Like, is it worth it going on there and arguing with people? It's not really worth it. Like, if it's going to cause problems, it's not worth it. People use all these terms. They don't know the origin. They don't even know what they're saying. Michael Wilbon is one of the most gifted writers, sports writers in the history of the medium. A couple of years ago, I saw him on PTI use the term crocodile tears the wrong way. He said crocodile tears thinking that they were meant you're really, really crying. Crocodile the, tears. The fake is, tears. fake yeah. tears. It was meant the opposite. Even he didn't know. So I'm saying we all use these expressions. Remember the, the the broadcaster in college basketball, college football, that got suspended because he said something about someone being out of their cotton picking mind? Oh, yeah. We were raised on cartoons and TV shows that used to get a big laugh mm-hmm. out of, are you out of your cotton picking mind? And everybody right. laughed. Well, that term, it turns out, goes back to plantation days. Right. Goes back to slaves picking cotton. Nobody knows that. Right. They used the phrase and it became a comedic term. Right. Like kiss my grits. They had mm-hmm. no idea. Right. We use terms. And by the but way, we remember we had that segment where we where we yeah. were trying to figure out what the term where the terms came from. Because I used to have an obsession with knowing these things. I know. I need to, we need to bring that back because I need to know where some of these terms come from. For sure. Well, you said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But balls to the wall is an aviation term about taking the throttle, pushing it forward, giving that plane all the juice it's got. The balls of the throttle uh, move forward. Nothing to do with anything crude. Nothing, nothing, anything crude, huh? My question, as I said, is that is it worth even using that term anymore? Because someone's going to use it and they're going to get like sat down Mm -hmm. and be like, well, you're, you know, you're suspect. Like that's what it comes from. Right. People don't know that because perception is reality. And if people perceive it to be something that's a little bit crude or obscene, then that's what it is. That's what it becomes. doesn't matter what it really is anymore. I'm saying like this now that I know where it comes from and I can explain that then I might be able to use it for sure. Because if somebody tried me, then I can go ahead. Sure. All right, so so let's use the term here, break the ice. What is, where does that come from? You know, to break, it's an icebreaker. All right, you know, uh, go into that room, I got an icebreaker here. Another piece of gum, Tina. Break the ice, where does that come from? I don't know where, I don't know, Titanic? Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. No, that would be break the boat. <laughs> That'd be ice break the boat. I have no idea where it goes. But, but what does it mean to break the ice? Like, we do like an icebreaker uh, thing in our orientation to kind of like... What does it mean? Just like get to know someone, like grow fast. Like just get break things, the awkwardness. Get things started. Yeah. Get things moving. Break the awkwardness. Let me think. Let me get think. Get started. Get things moving. Break the ice. Let We've me done think. this. I've explained this to you, you have, at least twice. You have, but I forgot. At I least forgot. twice. Um, you can do it. I'm trying to remember. Break the ice. It's got to be something. When you get a drink, you put ice in it, and then you don't drink it until you got the ice in it. So that's why you started with the ice. That's worse than Titanic. It actually is. <laughs> it actually is worse than Titanic. Makes no oh. sense. It actually is. Um, this does involve boats. Oh, look at me. No, what do you mean? Look at you. <laughs> You're still dead wrong. Break the ice from Titanic. No, it comes from tugboats. Going into a harbor to break up the ice so the ships could come into port or the ships could leave. That was port. my next guess. So so once the tugboat broke up the ice, things can get moving. Ships can come in. They can go out. They can get loaded. They can get unloaded. But you need someone to break the ice to get things started. Mm. Does that make sense? It makes sense. So now where did this happen? 
Like where? with the tugboats, like where, like where, what part, what, you know, what? Alaska, what river? Alaska. Yeah, what river? You know what I'm saying? Boston, <laughs> New York, Washington, Philadelphia, oh. place where there's ice, Michigan. <laughs> I don't know. How are you talking yeah. about? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if it was. Sometimes a... I feel like I'm teaching middle school. <laughs> Sometimes I honestly feel like I'm teaching middle school. I know, but I love to learn these things. I know. And I love to learn them over and over again because I'm going to forget by next week. Well, I was going to say, if you love to learn them over and over, it means you didn't learn it the first time. I know. It means you never learned it. Can't learn something over and over. I know, but learn I learn something once. Right. I'll give you guys another one. Give me another. The expression "bury the hatchet." <laughs> Tina's laughing already. Does it does it involve dodgeball? <laughs> no. They're like, oh, you know, uh, we should just bury the hatchet. What does it mean to bury the hatchet? No idea. I've hmm. never said that term before. Stop it. Bury the hatchet. Bury the hatchet. Not where it comes from, but what does it just mean? People say it all the time. Hmm. Like, oh, she like should just, come over to the house and we should just bury the hatchet. Like, just drop it? Like, like more in like a, like, like if there's drama or like a conflict, like, let's get over it. Yes. You know the expression, bury the hatchet. People that are feuding or fighting. Mm-hmm. And then you bury the hatchet because now you don't need it to to put it in that other person's head. I didn't ask where it came from just yet, oh. but you're not totally wrong. Bury the hatchet. Is like, let's let bygones be bygones. Let's forget it. Let's drop it. Let's get rid of this drama. Okay. It comes from natives, Native Americans, mm-hmm. and a ceremony in which you are now going to um, make peace with or cease fighting with a, a, a an enemy. Right. And ceremonially, you are taking the hatchet and you are burying it to uh, say there is no more fighting, no, no more, fighting. more war. No kidding. Yes, that's actually where that comes from. What about having a bone to pick? I got a, he's got a bone to pick with you. Whoa. You got a bone to pick with you. Tina, mm. what does that mean? Like an issue. Like, kind of like a question. What's that like an issue though? Okay. What about axe to grind? I've never heard that before. Oh, he's got an axe to grind. Axe to grind. Same you hear thing. that all the time. Announcers use it all the time. Journalists use it all the time. You watch a football game, you're going to hear someone talk about, oh, he's got an axe to grind. This is a team that cut him three months ago. An axe to grind. I'll so, give you a hint. It gets used wrong. But but what does it mean? It's you got to sharpen it, so you grind it to sharpen it. Aren't you an analyst? You're an actual. I'm not an a very good one. No, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, people use the term "someone having an axe to grind." They use it now improperly. It, it, what it originally meant, what it is used in practicality now, is two different things. Someone having an axe to grind. People believe falsely that they. Um, that they, uh, they're they angry about something. They have an issue with you. Like a mm-hmm. bone to pick. Right. They interchange axe to grind with bone to pick. Bone to pick is actually the axe to grind. No. Um, axe to grind comes from an old story, an old cautionary tale involving a young Benjamin Franklin being suckered by a man who had like, a, like an axe. Um, and, and Benjamin Franklin allegedly sharpening tools and sharpening knives. A man said, what is that? He said, oh, it's a stone that uh, I can use to sharpen these. And the man pretended to, what? How does that work? Show me. And he handed him his axe. And then Benjamin Franklin allegedly grinded down on the axe with the stone and sharpened his axe for him. And the guy took his axe back and said, sucker. Like, thank you for mm-hmm. the free. Right, 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 right. Oh. Axe to grind actually means a hidden agenda. 
But people oh. use it as it was intended about having a hidden agenda. That makes perfect sense. How many times have we been uh, eating something here and one of the women, we're not going to name names, Eileen, Dominique, yeah, that are in Dominique. marketing and sales would go would say, what is that? What is that? And you're like, it's a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> what do you mean, what is that? <laughs> what is what is that? Oh, it's a Snickers bar. The wrapper's on it. It says Snickers. What do you mean, what is that? It, you, you know what it is. Tina, it's a way of being like, what is that? It's a way of saying, hey, can I have some? Mm-hmm. Without without saying, can I have some? Mm-hmm. It's a way of saying, I want some of that to eat without saying, hey, could I, could I get a piece of that? So what you guys do is you bring your ax to grind and you bring your hidden agenda and you say, what is that? How many times have we heard that? Uh, every day, every time I got food in here. And it literally would be a slice of pizza. What is that? <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a quiche. What it's a got, special What do you got there? Quiche. Yeah. What is that? You remember, know what it is. Remember Dominique ate all my cherries? Like, what do you got there? They're cherries, Dominique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's your lesson for today. Nice. That was great. I got one for you. Go ahead. Uh, tongue in cheek. Literally. Yeah. What does it mean? And to not, well, it, we use it in the sense of not to, to say something jokingly in jest. Right? I mean, that's I how it's I don't know. Used. I was actually trying to figure out. Oh, I didn't yeah. know what it was. Yeah, if, something, <laughs> if something is said tongue-in-cheek, it means it is said jokingly. It is, oh. it, meant, it is said sarcastically. It is not meant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When we return, the show gets better. <laughs> While cleaning out the house this weekend with her parents there, Tina found her old what? Find out why she was crying. Mm. Next. Again, while cleaning out the house this weekend with her parents there, Tina found her old what? Find out why Tina um, started crying. <laughs> or is was crying. She's smiling now about it, though. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out what that is coming up next. First, the reminder, Life Imaging FLA wants you to take advantage of the free heart scan with minimum requirement because it might, it might just save your life. We all know someone who dropped dead from a heart attack, had no idea they had blockage, had no idea they had heart issues. We all know someone who died from a cancer they didn't know was growing inside of them because they didn't have symptoms because they didn't know anything was wrong. Go take advantage of the free heart scan from Life Imaging FLA. I did with minimum requirement. Get the full body scan just like I did. It takes a couple minutes. You lay down, you feel nothing. It's that simple. And it might just help you save your own life. On your cell phone, you call pound 250 and you say the keywords free heart scan. You call pound 250 and you say the keywords free heart scan. Do it today. Do it now. Don't put it off any longer. Doctors will always tell you early detection saves lives. And we all know someone that was told, I wish we caught this sooner. If only we had caught this sooner. We know lots of cancers and certainly heart blockage. There are no symptoms. You don't know anything's wrong. So you don't go to the doctor. You don't get a scan. Go get the scans done. Free heart scan with minimum requirement. Get the full body scan as well. Call pound 250. Say free heart scan from Life Imaging FLA. The home team is back on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Why is sarcasm and joking often lost in text message? Well, because people project their own feelings into things. Because we're on a group text. It's like 17 of us. Tina, flip your phone over, kid. 
Uh, there's like 17 of us on this group text, and everybody's supposed to acknowledge something by giving the thumbs up. And one of our television personalities, I won't name her, <laughs> but she asked on the group text if y'all could stop replying to all because it's making her phone blow up. And so Stone, being funny guy, said, yeah, Ken, stop like a totally unnecessary reply that would make her phone right, buzz again. Right, keep going. And then I replied and said, yes, we should do what Keely says uh, and not reply to this thank you, which makes her phone buzz Even again. More, right. right. And then the primary on this text thread like explained to me like why we have to. And I was like, dog, I was just making her phone buzz again. <laughs> like I thought it was obvious that I was trying to make her phone buzz again. Um, by the way, there's an option on every text thread for you to uh, Mute it. silence alerts. So your phone won't buzz. It won't. It won't vibrate. It won't I don't have that option on my phone. Yes, you do. You do. I don't. I don't. I bet you do. I bet you don't know where it is. Which isn't the first time you didn't know where something was. <laughs> Not even close. St. Lucie Battery and Tire, your home of honest, reliable service since 1970. Local, family owned. St. Lucie Battery and Tire. The mom and pop success story. The American dream. That's what it's about. You be good to people, and they be good to you. You need tires? They're constantly recognized as one of the independent tire dealers in the entire nation. You need batteries? They got batteries for cars and trucks and SUVs, of course. What about RVs? They got RV batteries. They got golf cart batteries. They got side-by-side and marine power sport batteries. Everything you need. They do major and minor service and major and minor repairs. And they can actually get you in and out faster and for cheaper on an oil change than your dealership where you got your vehicle that's trying to get you to come in. And they're not going to tell you need things that you don't. And they're not going to try and scam you, scheme you, and screw you for a few bucks. This is a family that takes care of people's cars for generations and generations. I mean, think about it. It's 53 years beating the big guys. They got 17 locations from West Palm Beach to the Treasure Coast. Um, I started using Sales Battery and Tire for needs back in 1998, for Pete's sake. Hmm. SLBT.com. SLBT.com, St. Lucie Battery and Tire, your home of honest, reliable service. Tina had herself a little situation this weekend. I think it was Saturday. You were cleaning out the house um, with your parents there, and you found your old what? And then we're going to find out why it is that you started crying. So uh, what else, before we get to that, what else did you find? What happened? So yes, my parents are cur- are moving, and so I'm helping them just pack up everything. They've been in their house for 25 years. Is that more. sad for you that they're moving? I'm a little sad, but I'm it's also really happy for them. Like, I'm happy for this, like, new beginning, like, you know, where they're moving to. So I'm happy for- That's my, yes, they're moving out of Loxhatchee. Childhood it, home. It is my childhood home. And my mom and I were talking about how, like, it was so nice that I grew up, like, I, I, that's where I grew up, and, like, we never moved. So it is, I'm sad, but I'm happy for my parents. So, um, you know that when I go home, when I go to my hometown in Geneva, New York, I sleep in the bedroom that was my bedroom as a kid. Yeah. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same but size for him now as it was when he was a kid. <laughs> the same what? Same size. size. The room is? Yeah. I'm talking about you. Of course it is. You, <laughs> in rela- you relative to the room. No, I'm shut up. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm a grown ass man that could be your daddy. And I sleep in the room that was my bedroom as, as a baby when they brought me over from the hospital two days old. The same room? It's the same room. Oh, my God. Now, it's not the same, you know, decor, it's not the same furniture, <laughs> it's not the same carpet, it's not the same wallpaper, same crib. 
It's not the same crib. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine if I slept in the crib? They're like, we just kept it. <laughs> so I'm sad that your parents are leaving your childhood home and I, all your memories. It, yes, it's definitely sad. And I've had so many memories there. But um, your first everything. First everything. Like, this, like when we put in a pool, like we had a trampoline. First like time you I, jumped a golf cart. Yeah, jumped a golf cart, jumped a four wheeler, um, like everything. I had the visual of the golf know, cart right? and the ramp go. You messed that up. I did. I got in a lot of trouble. I bet you did. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble for I bet, that. I bet. Um, but yeah, so it was really nice though to go through like all these, just like the closets and we were going through all these boxes and like we found my first pair of Nikes that I ever had when I was like a baby, like these cute pink and white high top Nikes. Dean, we, Dean thought you could wear them today. Yeah. I know. I thought, I thought you showed us the new shoes you got. No, you my big toe can maybe like fit in there. I had to but... remind Dean that you got giant water ski feet. No, I don't. You got some Paris Hilton clumpers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like, I, I always, when I see you around the office, I look at your feet, I always think you're wearing snowboards. <laughs> Stone LeBanwood said one day that I had troll feet. And he I, did say no. that. He did, yeah, because I had on my flared jeans and he was like, why are your feet like just the, the flared was very big oh, compared to my shoes. Flare, right. Yeah. Because today you're wearing like capri cut jeans, right? Are they capri cut? What are they? No, they're just, I don't know, they're mom jeans. That's what they're called. I don't oh, know. All right, the mom jeans. But you're, you're yeah. They're how, a little higher off. By the ankles. way, when we told people to hit you up uh, in the DM for pictures of your feet, you only got one person to ask? Just one. Tina I had home a friend team. joke yeah. with me. On Instagram and on Twitter, DM her, Tina Home Team, and just ask for feet pics, and she'll send you feet pics. People are like, nah, I'm good. You got, you got a cash app for a dollar. <laughs> cash app for a dollar. She could buy a Mexi Melt in the Taco Bell drive thru. Go ahead. So we found, again, like my childhood, like shoes. We found, like, just old things from high school of mine, from middle school. Were you nervous at all? I mean, you're going through your house with your parents. Are you nervous what you might find? What what you may have hidden, forgotten about, any of that? So I wasn't nervous this time. When I moved out of my parents' house the first time, I went through a lot of things and I got rid of a lot of things. I that I, If I found this past weekend, definitely would have been cringy and, you know, hope my parents didn't find Awkward. them. Like yes. what? And we had this topic like on the show. Like love notes from middle school that were just so horrible. Oh, and, and worse. And Listen, this, like worse things. Like, uh, yeah. We did this topic for the last 23 years on this show about like stuff your parents found, stuff you try to hide, like humiliating and shameful. And I can't tell the one story on the air anymore. <laughs> it just, I can't. But it involves mom misunderstanding something and like for worst case scenario. And the kid was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And you think like, why wouldn't you? Ju-? But there's no way he's going to admit what it really was. If there's young people listening right now, I know some of you are leaving detention. I know mm-hmm. some of you, your parents are picking you up from school. Um, just so you know, hiding things between your mattress and the box spring or your mattress and the platform is a terrible place. Yeah. Terrible. They, they will, whatever it is will be found. Yes. And, and I know you don't got to have magazines anymore, <laughs> but, but other stuff that you might have. Also, uh, your sock drawer. No. Right. Do not hide things. If you're hiding things in your drawers or between your mattress, um, it's going to be found by your parents. Yeah, I found things like in between, like behind, like where I put my shoes, like the containers and stuff like that. Like when I again originally moved out the first time, like bottles of vodka and stuff that I had hidden and whatnot. Um, But this time around, it it wasn't too. Why wouldn't you you take the vodka and put it into a water bottle? So I did that once, and then my dad found it and he drank it at like seven. (laughs) 
at like 7 a.m. So, so I never How did that. How much trouble again. did you get in? I didn't get in that much trouble, but uh, it was thrown away. I wonder if you would have gotten less trouble if it was in the vodka bottle. I don't know. He wasn't yeah. mad. He was salty. Yeah. that. So I never did that again because they found it. So what kind, of, what kind of stuff did uh, did you find? So Your we sneakers. went through like pictures. Like, oh my gosh, I found this ugly bag of like a purse where you could put like picture pictures in the purse. And my mom had, I don't know if it was mine, it was my mom's, six of the most cringy childhood photos of me on this purse that I hope she didn't walk around with. Your I, mother had pictures of you like when you were like a little kid? Little kid, like from elementary school to middle school. And it was just like you could insert these pictures into this purse and like change them out. And I, I could show you a picture of it. It was- it I want to see it. I'll show she you. She definitely it. walked I still We still kept it, yeah. Um, but- the best thing that I found with searching through everything was this composition book of mine that had to be. Oh, and also an androgynous um, Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, yes. The Cabbage Patch doll was my mom's Cab- that we, she we kept. We can't tell if the Cabbage Patch is a boy or a girl. Yeah. I asked my mom and she goes, I don't really know. It has pink shoes, but like its name is Dale Jones. And no, not Dale Jones. It look, but it looks it's a like, rapper. But it looks like <laughs> no, I swear we said Dale Jones. But it looks like Dale the guy Jones. from uh, the Blue Lagoon. It's oh Dale Jane. Christopher Dale Atkins. Yes, <laughs> Dale Jane. <laughs> he just said he just said it looks like the guy from the Blue Lagoon. The Blue Lagoon, Tina, was a movie from 1981. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, a forty-year-old movie where Brooke Shields and this blonde-haired boy ran around as lovers, and then at the end found out they were brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like making out the whole time. They were naked the whole time. They made a baby. I know. I know. They made a baby. Oh they were eating goodness. the berries. <laughs> and then they're like, you guys are brother and sister. Oh, no. But the name but, was Dale Jane. He Sorry. said your Cabbage Patch doll looked like the guy from It wasn't the, mine. It was my mom's. He said, he said, your Cabbage Patch doll looked like the boy from Blue Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tweet that picture out. Because about 5% of the audience will know what we're talking about. I know. <laughs> I, Christopher Atkins, it does. Yeah. It does. We can tweet it out. What's what's Cabbage Patch's name? Dale Jane. D- yeah, Dale. Dale, Dale Jane. Jane. Dale can Jane. Dale Jane. All right. So um you found your composition book. And I don't is this has to be early in time. Not a journal, not a journal. No, a composition book. Right. Like it there was mostly like scribbles in it. I had a bunch of like, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. I love you, mama, which is what I called my grandma. Like a lot of that. But I found one page that had a few sentences on it. Uh, this is you you writing about your day. Yes, I was writing about my day. Um, read it full the first time. Okay. Um, as you spelled it, and then we'll fi- as you spelled it, and then we'll figure out what you really meant. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I went to the perk. It was fun. <laughs> I sold a big hill. I don't know if that's a T or an F. If was rile big. It. It, yeah. yeah. It kind of looks like an F. It was So Tina said... And then I drew a picture of two hills and a sun. Yes. there There's uh, green lines that show hills and then a yellow sun with little beams coming out. She... Uh, go ahead and, and spell how you... You meant to say, I went. Yep. I, I put... So, so should I... I'll read it fully through. Yeah. It was supposed to say, I went to the park. It was fun. I saw a big hill. It was really big. I spelled wit, went, W-I-T. She, I went... To the... She spent... Instead of I went, she... W-I-T. Yeah. I went. I went. To the... Park was spelled P-R-C-K. Careful now. (laughs) Careful now. Uh, Park was P-R-C-K. Uh-huh. So you have a thing against vowels. Yes. All right. It was fun. I sold 
S O L. Supposed to be saw. So here's I saw. how you know you're from Loxahatchee. Because <laughs> y'all saw. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw, your, I saw, I saw your brother saw, at the store. I saw Big Hill. I saw your brother's car in front of that script club. <laughs> S O L. It was, I spelled really R I L E. Really? <laughs> Big. R, how uh, do you spell really? R E A L L Y. Correct. You spelled it R I L E. Real E. Yeah. By the Riley. way. By the way, um, it was, but you spelled big right. I spelled big right. It was really big, B-I-G. Um, I, when I saw this composition, I thought this was a tweet from Lil Wayne. Because <laughs> Lil Wayne kind of spells like this I know, when he right? tweets. I'm just wondering if you could start writing my copy for me, because when I read it, I read it, I mean, I knew exactly what you were trying to say. So when Dean's got a library to do, yeah. if, you could, <laughs> yes. if you could write it, write it like that. In your secret language here. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the perk. It was fun. fun. I sold a big hill. It was Ryle big. (laughs) Yeah, but how how old were you when you wrote that? I have no idea. I I went through all of it to hope there was a date on it, and there was no date. The drawing's really good, though. Yeah, my two hills and my son. What a a big day for you. You I know. You saw a hill. And I'm like, where where was I there were hills? Yeah, like, where were you? You saw a big hill. (laughs) No idea. I saw. I I sold. She didn't see. She sold. I sold a big hill. She sold a big hill. Yeah. First, I thought you were were, uh, writing Spanish. That son in Spanish. (laughs) And there's a picture of a son. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense, wouldn't it? All right. Thank you very much, Tina. Um, You cried from laughter. I was laughing so hard. Like yeah. me and my mom just read it over and over again, just laughing and crying. And she was like, this is why I keep everything. So so when you sent me a text, when you sent us a text of your composition page, your handwriting's pretty good. It's not bad. Kid. Yeah, it's not bad. But I read it. And then when I read it and to myself, it sounded like you were a cowboy on Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the park. It was I fun. I saw a big hill. <laughs> it was real big. <laughs> it sounded like you like you're one of the one of the townsfolks from Yellowstone. Hey, lots of hatchy. Lots of scratchy. Yep. Yes, yes. That's how you know. When we return, it is the two-minute warning. Twitter honor debate poll results. You guys are honest. We'll find out. Championship of cringe. Your mama jokes continues. Why? Because the knock-knock jokes were so bad, we got nowhere else to go. <laughs> We got nowhere else to go. And your daily dose of dough in that's cold. All that's coming up next. First, though, a reminder that Land Rover Palm Beach is going to help you find your next vehicle. And if your lease is coming up and your lease is up in six months or nine months or a year, you're already behind schedule. A lot of people are getting stuck driving what they've been driving. Do not be one of those people. Land Rover Palm Beach is speaking to local families, local family-owned dealership. And they got great stuff in the community happening, like the fourth annual pull for Paws Clay Shooting Benefit to benefit the Shelter to Service Dog Program at Furry Friends Adoption Clinic. This happens on March 10th at the OK Corral Shooting Club in Okeechobee. You can enter a team or just join for lunch and support a great cause. The stories from these soldiers, by the way, are outstanding. And how these animals saved and changed their lives. Um, you get more information from Land Rover Palm Beach, of course. Also, they'll be out at the International Boat Show. Palm Beach, March 23rd through the 26th on the Flagler Waterfront. So make sure you stop by to experience the all-new Range Rover, Range Rover Sport, Defender 130, and uh, get some special giveaways as well. I'm going to stop by and hang out with them. Located on Okeechobee Boulevard, west of the Turnpike in West Palm Beach. Um, The service department, make sure they can fix it right the first time because nobody wants to come back time and time again. They do complimentary loaners and pickup and delivery of your vehicle. Land Rover Palm Beach truly goes above and beyond. LandRoverPalmBeach.com. LandRoverPalmBeach.com. Two-minute warning is in effect. The home team on ESPN 106.3.
You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. Are you guys still down with um, your mama jokes? Or are you trying to change up the genre? No, I'm saying, saying, I, I got a your mama joke right today. No, I want to change it. To what? You have to have a backup plan. I like dad jokes. Because go- the mama jokes, you're just never going to laugh at mine. That's the like, idea. That's the idea. Like, that's no matter hilarious. if it's funny, but, you're never actually going to laugh well, at my joke. Well, don't, we don't know because you never had a funny one. I had one funny one. You laughed at it. And remember, I won that day. You got oh, yeah, it, It's all in the delivery. Even my sister Well, my delivery that. sucks. My sister was down here. My mother, they were visiting. Uh-huh. And she was like, Tina's bad at your mama jokes. And I my said- My mom says I'm bad at your mama jokes. She sends me them all the my time. My sister said, Tina's bad at your mama jokes. She goes- but she's got to understand it's the delivery. And I said, that's what I tell her. I know. She goes, Dean kills with it because Dean goes all in. He sells out on it. Your mama is so ugly. And you, you're you all like hesitant about it. They're not my favorite. <laughs> that's why we do it. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's why we do it. John C. Cassidy, they're my favorite. First and last name in air conditioning. Now they've taken on plumbing to be your local family-owned business to make sure that you can avoid Wasting time and money and being aggravated. Save time, save money, save aggravation. The Cassidy Care Program. Because what they're doing is keeping your system operating properly so they catch potential problems before they become problems. Think about what it's like when your home or your business loses your AC. Think about think about that. Not fun. Sign up for the Cassidy Care Program. Go right to the front of the line. So when you need them most, you are first. 561-863-6750. 561-863-6750. Since 1960, local family owned and operated. Still are. Still is. The first and last name in AC. And now plumbing. John C. Cassidy. Uh, time to check our on-air Twitter debate poll results. And I did ask about Mac McClung. Oh, okay. Am I saying it right? McClung. Mac McClung. Yeah, McClung. Yeah. Because I, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If he wasn't, as I said earlier, if he wasn't a little goofy looking, kind of nerdy looking white guy, the dunks wouldn't look that, I mean, they were outstanding, but they wouldn't look as outstanding. They wouldn't shock people as much. Sure. You know what I'm saying? He checked a lot of boxes this weekend. For sure. And he also saved the slam dunk contest. Yeah, no doubt. Which they should replace, let's be honest, with a spelling bee. (laughs) How fun would that be? I don't know. I know one thing though. I can't get over Tina's picture when she was a baby. I can't. I can't tell if she just looked like a big adult, like a little adult, or now she's just like a little a big child. Or was she a was she a, was she a baby with adult face? Yeah, like I can't tell the difference. I have she not baby changed. Face? I have not changed. No, no. no, baby, baby, you looks like a bobblehead. Yes, it's just your head on small body. I had um, a teacher tell me once I had a big head. It's not nice on that little body, probably. Yeah. How much of the excitement about Mac McClung's slam dunk performance was because he's a nerdy-looking six-one white guy? A little of it, a lot of it, all of it, none of it. What's the number one answer or number two answer, Dean? The number one answer would be a lot of it, and the number two answer would be a little bit of it. Tina? I think a little bit of it, and then a lot of it. You're both wrong. Dean was closest. A lot of it, 36%. All of it, 33%. Mm. And that's not fair. That's not fair. Because it wasn't like they were bad dunks. They no, were great dunks. They were phenomenal dunks. Yeah. But his optics make him seem that much yeah. more special. Right. 18%, a little of it. 13% said none of it. Nah. Okay. Is the NBA All-Star Game now unwatchable? 
yes, it's horrendous, or B, nah, it's still kind of fun. Dean. Uh, horrendous. Percentage. 30%. 33%. There's only two options. How oh. can it be number one at 33%? <laughs> no, I thought it was more I just gave you the two options. How can it be, it's, how can it be number one? 60, 30, I mean, 70%. If it's going to be number one response, it's going to be... 77%. More than, be more than 50. 77%. All right, Tina. Still fun to watch, but like 55%. Uh, it's horrendous, 88%. 12%, it's still kind of fun. Mm. <laughs> Not great, Tina. Um, do beer snakes at sporting events bring people together? Yes, they do, or no, they don't. Do you do, know what a beer snake is? No, what is a beer snake? <clears throat> people drink their beers... And then they put all their cups together. Oh. And then they, they make a snake from all oh. their cups. And it goes from the top of the stadium down to the bottom of the stadium, where it's just all strangers holding up each other's cups. So it makes a giant snake. <clears throat> Last night in Washington, they took it away from the people. <gasps> Why? Because they said you can't have beer snake. And hmm. so those fans are crazy. DC defenders, they started throwing lemons onto the field. Because <laughs> there was some lemonade with vodka yeah. in it. Okay. And it was a big chunk of lemon. They were throwing right. the lemons on the field. Ah. Uh. <clears throat> So, so yeah, it makes it funner. Do they do they bring people together? Yeah, it does. Happens. It brings people together. Tina? Yes, it does. Percentage? 80%. 93%. Yes. I was going to say 100%. I think they bring people together. For Strangers sure. are working yeah, together. No Beer snakes at sporting events are A, annoying, B, awesome. Tina? Awesome. Awesome. Dean. Percentage? Awesome, 85%. 92 Awesome, 85%. I know. I know. Listen, because I know about beer snakes. No, you don't. Oh. I just told you about I know, beer snakes. I'm just saying, though, but just in case. It's a beer snake, not a beer snake. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever been part of a beer snake at a sporting event? Yes or no? No. And that, but 40% no. It doesn't make sense. There's How only two be? options. <laughs> oh. He's doing it again. I win your mama jokes. <laughs> He's showing off for the intro. He's no, being I'm a funny not, guy. I, no, I swear. I, I, I was just thinking it was like. 81% uh, no, I've not been. And the last question, is Dean an idiot? Tina, vote now. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yes. Yes, 100%. No. You don't get to vote. Yes, you're an idiot, 100%. Uh, and there is your on-air Twitter debate poll results, which today were proudly presented by Andy Sean Levine, Accident Attorneys, 1-800-747-FREE. In an accident, injured on the job, have workers' comp problems, call Anna Shaw and Levine. They answer the phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're going to help you take back control of your life. You'll always talk to an attorney, and the consultation is always free. 1-800-747-FREE. 800-747-3733. Anna Shaw and Levine, accident attorneys, take back control of your life. Time now for the championship of cringe. Mama, yo mama jokes. Dean, go ahead. Tina, your mama so bald when she wear a turtleneck, she look like roll-on deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, go. Uh, Dean, yo mama so old. Her driver's license is written with Roman numerals. Your daily dose of that's called brought to you by John C. Cassidy with a record scoring 55 points last night. Jason Tatum became the first Celtic to win All-Star Game MVP since Larry Bird in 1982. Wow. 41 years I didn't know that. since the Celtic. Every day above ground. It's a good day. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Good night, bad guy. Great night, home team time is almost 6 p.m.